And welcome back. Uh, we're back for episode seven of the Burning Leaf podcast. I'm here with Thomas. I'm here with Tom. Tom still is in. Tom is still in Europe. Um, today we got a pretty fun episode. Uh, as you guys have probably noticed, the NHL Network uh, they've gone ahead over the past month and done uh, their top twenty to ten to twenty players uh, per position in the league. So we've uh, made a decision that we are going to start doing our own lists. Um, we're going to start today with the league's best goalies, one of the top 10 goalies uh, from the past year, and really top 10 goalies, in our opinion, right now in the NHL. Um, so that's our plan. Uh, Thomas, Tom, how have you guys been? Yeah, I've been pretty good. I mean, I've, saw, I've seen the list that the NHL Network put out, and Russo, you're not a big fan of it, and much <laughs> people around the NHL world aren't fans of it. So we kind of did our own list, creating what we think are the top 10 goalies in the league right now, and... I probably would argue it's a better list than what they just put out. So, Tom, you have anything to add before we start? Yeah, I think a lot of the NHL list went on off of name recognition and what they've done in the past rather than what's actually going on now. I think our list is a lot similar to theirs or a lot more similar to theirs than we think it is or than we originally thought it would have been. Uh, But it's really interesting and I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, it should be a fun one. I do, I do kind of disagree with you there. I think their list was more recency bias, given what they have Anton Kudobin at number six or something. Um, yeah, and it's but, the playoffs, like yeah, and the half of the regular season, like he's good, but it definitely is recency bias, and like I said, a lot of name bias too. So we'll see how ours stacks up against theirs. So. Yeah, um, I guess at this point we'll just start to get going. Uh, we did do a point system, so we all created our own list, mm-hmm. and then we broke it down point by point, um, and we made a basically a consensus list. So we'll start it off at number 10. Uh, we got from the Arizona Coyotes, Darcy Kemper. Uh, this guy, he's had, really since he's gone to Arizona, this is where he started you know, launching off as one of the league's best goalies. He's had two pretty incredible years in a row. Um yeah, he's this is a guy I had personally higher on my list. Um, I just think playing in Arizona with the team that's been in front of him isn't necessarily the best team, but he's been unbelievable um, these past few years. So I'll let you guys take it away on Darcy Kemper at number 10. Yeah, you go first, Tom. Yeah, I think uh, Darcy Kemper is a great goalie, right? Uh, really sort of like sneakily good pickup from, was it Minnesota originally? And then him and Ranta have been a really good combination for Arizona and sort of flown under the radar where both goalies, it's known as a really good combination in net, but they're like legitimately a one, a one B kind of situation. Uh, like Rant or Kemper with a nine twenty eight nine twenty five in the last two years since coming to Arizona. Like it's been a really, really good run for him, especially after the, uh, a small stint with the Kings where he put up a 9.32 and then started off rough with the Coyotes, but he's really, really rebounded. And I think he deserves the number 10 spot. Uh, Ranta as well, but uh, injuries and whatever, like Kemper's their number one guy, and I think he's deserving to be on this list. Yeah, I would agree with you there, Tom. Um for Kemper, it's weird. It's a weird one for me. Like I said, I think I texted you guys before we started this yesterday night. And it's like, a, this is a guy who can easily flip out of the top 10, just depending on his play and his team's play in front of him. Because if he's not playing good, well, the Arizona Coyotes are just unfortunately not very good. 
And this is a guy they really rely on. He's a big body, he's six foot five in the nets, and that's pretty hard to score on. And there's another big guy in the top 10 who we have. That's pretty big goalie as well. But Darcy Kemper, I mean, the only thing knocking him down from being higher on the list for me is the games played. He just didn't play enough games this year. He played 29 games, but he was awesome in all 29 of those games. He went 16, 11, and 2, uh, recording two shutouts, putting up a 222 goals against average and a 928 save percentage, which is pretty incredible. So Kempers is in the top 10 for me, and he is on the top 10 for our combined list. And Russo, do you have anything to add before we move to number nine? Uh, no, just like he's incredible. I think like the fact that he's doing what he's doing on Arizona, who, who let's be honest, like wasn't very, hasn't been a very good team since he's been there. Mm-hmm. They were good, I think, the first half of eight, uh, last season, like really right as they got Taylor Hall and then he got injured. Um, I kind of agree with you that you know he has had a little trouble staying healthy. The most games he's played is 55, and that was in 1819. But uh, per um, evolving hockey, like this guy this year, he was fourth on goal saved above average with 16.1. Like he basically means that um, these are there's 16 goals that sh- 16 more goals should have happened, but he stopped them. Uh, he's incredible. Um, yeah, and that's all really I've got to add mm-hmm. to Darcy Kemper. He's really damn good, and Arizona's lucky to have him. Um, at number nine. Uh, on our list, we have from the Toronto Maple Leafs, Frederick Anderson. Um, I'll let you guys handle this one. You guys are the Leaf fans of the group, so I'll let you guys handle this one. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first, Tom, if you want. Um, I think it's safe to sure. say, all three of us are safe to say, that I think Frederick Anderson some nights bailed out the Toronto Maple Leafs, maybe even most nights, to be honest. He's been the MVP of this team probably last few years. That's, I think, fair to say, but like a lot of Leaf fans do not like him because he can't show up in the big games when it matters, and... They're right, but Frederick Anderson, I think, can be and is a top 10 goalie in the league. And last year at the 18-19 season, he was incredible for the Toronto Maple Leafs, 9-17, 36 wins. And then last year, he had 29 wins. He was going to reach 30 wins for sure at the end of the year, but he had a pretty good year and then a pretty good playoffs because it was so low scoring their series versus Columbus. But this is a guy who's playing in one of the biggest hockey markets in the world and is under the microscope every night. And I I think he does perform when he's he's uh, he's put in the net sometimes. So he's also a big body, and I think Frederick Anderson deserves to be at this spot at number nine. How about you, Tom? Yeah, and I think like it's one of those ones where you can either say, "Oh, Freddie is not a top twenty goalie in the league," uh, or he like borderlines on like he's just okay. Mm-hmm. Or some people are like, "Oh, he's god tier." Put him in the Vesna conversation, but like. In reality, if you knock on Toronto's defense, like it belongs in the ECHL, which, you know, some nights it could, and the systems that they run, it doesn't really set them up well for Freddie. Like, could you imagine Freddie playing on the Islanders? How good he would be, how solid net he would be, all the little mistakes that, you know, are amplified because Toronto's D can't bail him out. Mm-hmm. Those don't happen on the Islanders because they just play so sound defensively. Uh, where it's really just one of those things where he's much better than people give him credit for and he's much worse than people give him credit for he just he's a very good goalie deserving of number nine definitely top 10 in the league mm-hmm. and the numbers back it up and he has made some amazing saves in the playoffs and big moments like the one in toronto boston game six in what was it 2017 i believe uh dying seconds he reaches across and gets it with his paddle like he makes those saves, and then he also lets in the 
was it the last goal against Columbus that sealed it from the corner? Like, it's very controversial, but I think he's very much deserving of the number nine spot. How about you, Russo? Yeah, no. So even since Freddie Anderson's days in Anaheim, like, obviously I'm a Flame fan. I saw a lot of him when he was in Anaheim. He's just one of those guys that, against the Flames, he's always been, like, stellar. Uh, but no, like, obviously we're in Toronto. We, we hear a lot about the Leafs, obviously. But no, Freddie Anderson's, like, one of the major reasons the Leafs have been as good as they have been. You know, if you look at 16, 17, even to an extent 17, 18, I mean, without him, like, especially in 16, 17, I don't even know if they're a playoff team without him. 17, 18, a little bit of a different story. They were a better team in 17, 18. But no, this guy, he's been super good throughout his entire career, just super consistent. Um, you know, this year his numbers did tail off a little bit, but um, the Leafs weren't great defensively this year. They had some major injuries to some key components throughout the year. Like, I, I know Riley and Muzzin missed a lot of time this year. And obviously that doesn't help your goalie when you're playing, you know, Cody Cece on your top pair. Um, but no, Freddie's been super consistent. He was even just in five games in the play-ins this year, he was a 936. Yeah. Um, he's been really good in the playoffs his entire career, like other than 17-18 where he was an 896. Like he's been really good, um, just super yeah. consistent, and, like I said. A, and like I said, a major reason as to why the Leafs have been as good as they have been agreed. is because of Freddie Anderson. Um, and uh, at the beginning of his career, he stepped in for, I forget who the deck starter was at the time, who kept faltering in the playoffs. Jonas Hiller. Um, yeah, it was Hiller. And he kept stepping in and, like, he was the only goalie that won the games in the playoffs. And he put up a 9-13 and a 9-47 with the Ducks. So, I mean, he's been undeniably good. and You can knock him all you want, but he's been he's been really solid throughout his entire career. Uh, yeah, I, I think just because he plays in the Leafs, people tend to yeah, yeah. to exactly. knock him down. But no, he's legitimately very good. He's he, when I remember when the Leafs traded for him, I was like, "This is who I wanted the Flames to get." Oh, but it was such a win of a trade. Yeah. Oh, it was so yeah. good. Like I know, I know the Ducks got Sam Steele and Max Comtois out of that trade, but like Freddie Anderson's amazing. He's really yeah. good. So um, yeah, moving on at number eight, uh, this one might surprise some people that maybe he's on this list, uh, but it's. Carey Price and the Montreal Canadiens. There's no doubting Carey Price's career um, and how dominant he's been. He's a Hall of Fame goalie, in my opinion, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last year, I think he had a bit of a bounce back. Um, you know, he's not putting up those Vesna numbers like he was a few years ago. But if we're going just strictly based off who he is and reputation, he deserves to be on this list. Mm-hmm. He was phenomenal in the playoffs. You know, even, you know, this year he was a 909. Uh, 1819, he was a 918. Like, you know, he's he's still a very good goal. You know, maybe next year this time we're talking about him not being on this list. But as of right now, like, I'm putting Carey Price on this list. You know, he's still one of the league's best. You know, I, I don't think there's much argument there. I don't know about you guys, yeah. but. No, and I think, time. like, uh, thank you. And, like, the Montreal Canadiens, we talked about it with the Coyotes and Kemper. Like, it, this team sort of doesn't really live and die by him because Price, like, he can steal you games. Look at what he did this year in the playoffs against Pittsburgh and almost against Philadelphia. He stood on his head, almost carried them through both Pennsylvania teams. And, like, in the regular season, has he been great? No. The team in front of him has objectively been bad. 24th in the league this year. Like, they haven't been a good team. Maybe this year they look to be a little bit more of an upgrade and you can see him start to bounce back again to his, like, 
920 average, but like first ballot Hall of Fame goalie, Team Canada great, like spectacular goaltending. And hopefully once Montreal gets better and he can actually be the goalie that they need him to be, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Carey Price, I mean, he's like the one goalie where you like, if there's a moment you need him for, like a last minute save or something, you're going to pick Carey Price most of the time out of the goalies, right? Yeah. So Carey Price, right. I mean, he also does play in one of the biggest markets in the NHL and the Montreal Canadiens, obviously. And he's pretty much stepped up every time the Canadians ask him to. I mean, at the beginning of the year this season, he did not play good hockey at all. And that's not his fault because the Montreal Canadiens were just bad. And a lot of, like, even on my other podcast, I was asked the question, do you think that the Montreal Canadiens wouldn't protect Carey Price in the expansion draft? And I know we're going a little bit off topic here, but you have to be really stupid to not protect Carey Price. I mean, with the contract he has, obviously it's really big and stuff like that, but Carey Price is still a great goalie in the league, obviously, and he's at the eight slot for us, and I think he deserves that one because of Carey Price and the reputation he brings, like Russo, you said. But Carey Price is like, one of the best goalies of our generation and yeah he's just incredible and the playoffs really kind of twisted the minds of hockey fans just watching him see get back to that Vesna and quotation marks form so I I really like Carey Price he's an awesome goalie and he's probably the starter for Canada for the next what three years still and he's at the age yeah. of 34 so sorry 33 yeah. right now but until Carter Hart takes over yeah, but you brought exactly. up a good point of like if you need a save in that moment Game seven, Stanley Cup final, who are you mm-hmm. taking? Like, Carey Price or Jacob Markstrom, Ben Bishop, John Gibson, up our list, Freddie Anderson, Darcy Kemper, or like whoever you want to pick, who mm-hmm. are you taking? I think nine times out of ten, you're going to want Carey Price because he's Carey Price. Yeah, exactly. So, and yeah, I think yeah. like people are going to forget how dominant he was. Yeah. Like, remember in 1415, this guy was like on another like planet. And that's why I think it's going to be a little sad, like when people look back on his career, especially people like newer to the game. Like, man, this guy was incredible. Yeah. Like, like yeah, I I, I vividly remember fourteen fifteen like so clear, just because my dad's a hat fan, and like he was phenomenal. He won what the Vesna, the Hart, and the Ted Lindsay. Like, yeah, like the guy's yeah. unbelievable. So, um, Carey Price at number eight. Um, next on our list, number seven, uh, we have. The new netminder of the Calgary Flames, uh, Jacob Markstrom, um, getting onto this list at number seven. Uh, it's weird having a Flames goalie in the top ten. It's <laughs> that just is it's a name been it's been so long since we've talked about the Calgary Flames having a good goalie. Uh, yeah, I really hope this. For you, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I really hope this isn't a jinx to Jacob Markstrom. But um, going back to you know his time in Vancouver. This season especially, holy crap, this guy was phenomenal for Vancouver. And uh, even in the playoffs, before he got injured, he was really good as well. Um, you know, I know his stats the past few years, you know, he's been just above league average probably. He's been about a 9-12-ish goalie. Um, but you have to remember the team Jakob Markstrom was playing on. And the Canucks weren't very good defensively, especially this year. And the fact that he threw up a 9-18 this year, and then was a 9-9 in the playoffs. is pretty phenomenal. Uh, it's the way Jakob Markstrom's done. He's massive. Like this guy, what, he's 6'6". Mm-hmm. He moves like a freak. Um, you know, I'm excited to see him in Calgary. I'm super excited. The contract, eh, maybe a little, you know, different story. But uh, no, I think he's proved himself over the past few years to be one of the top goalies in the league. 
Um, and there was a reason he was so sought after in free agency. Yeah. Obviously, by the Flames, the Oilers were after him. The Canucks obviously wanted to keep him, but they had Thatcher Demko, who was phenomenal in the playoffs for in those three games. I know small sample size, but um, yeah, what are your guys' thoughts? Jacob Markstrom at seven. Yeah, I'll, I'll take this one over first, Tom. Um, with Markstrom, I think if you, you can't even like talk to me if you don't watch hockey and say Markstrom isn't a top 10 goalie this past season. He was the MVP of the Canucks this year. If like I would just watch the playoff games versus what do they who do they play uh Vegas St. Louis and without Jacob Markstrom in the back of the net it's they're not winning that any series or any games like he was just that good Markstrom like the big body the movement he has is just an incredible kind of mixture and Markstrom is able to do that at six foot six like you said Russo a big goalie and I really like Jacob Markstrom like he's just a really solid goalie and this year he was really good he dealt with the death in his family as well he left for Sweden for, I think, two weeks and then came back and was just still phenomenal. Like, he didn't lose a step at all. So, his first time in the playoffs was just pretty good for the Canucks, putting up a 9-19. And although they didn't get on to the Stanley Cup Finals and although he left the Canucks to the Calgary Flames this season, I think he's a goalie that you look back at his Canucks career and he's pretty good for a team that wasn't amazing in front of him, but... I think Markstrom deserves, well deserves to be in the top 10 this year for the list. Yeah, and I think, like, personally, I might put him a little bit lower just because it is a lot of, like, a recency bias thing of, like, he's been really good of late, but he's been fairly solid throughout his entire career. I mean, he's been Sweden's starting goaltender at any international tournament he can go to. Um, I think he really just was, like, the cornerstone that Canucks needed, and... It's sad for them to have him leave, but he's a late bloomer. I don't know if he was really the right guy, not with Demko coming in, and they brought in Holpe to sort of take over for that mentorship role. So I think, like, the Flames got a really good goalie. I think uh, he's going to be really good for them, at least for the next couple of years, and we'll see where that goes. For But I think he's really deserving of being on this list. Yeah. Um, I remember I was saying, like, Back when the season was still on pause, I'm like, who's going to be the stupid team that gives Jakob Markstrom 6x6? And, and it was honestly, <laughs> Of course it was Calgary. But uh, no, like you said, uh, he a little bit of recency bias, especially this year. He was really good this year. But uh, hopefully uh, hopefully for at least three years of this contract, like he's able to be good enough. You know, give the Flames the goaltending that they've needed since Kipper. Uh, and then, you know, hopefully after three years, you know, we can get, you know, Dustin Wolf in there. But getting a little off topic. Uh, we'll move on. Number six, uh, we got yeah, Ben Bishop. Oh, yep. Yeah, who are you going to put? Oh, at number six? Yeah, because we have a little like... Oh, yeah. So at number six, we came to a consensus. We have Ben Bishop at number six. Um, this guy, he has been super consistent his entire career. Like, I know, I think he kind of gets a bad rep around the league. You know, he does get injured quite a bit. But, I mean, if we're talking some of the best goalies of the past five six years Ben Bishop's right up there um you know he was great in Tampa obviously they chose Vasilevsky over him you know the younger guy uh you know and obviously it's paid off but Ben Bishop in Dallas they've Dallas has really formed like one of the best one-twos in the league of Bishop and Kudobin uh he was a 920 this year he was a 934 in 1819 was up for the Vesna. um you know had a tough time in the playoffs he was dealing with injuries but uh we have Ben Bishop at six um, so 
why don't you guys take it from here on uh, Ben Bishop? Yeah, and I like for part of me when formulating this list, I was like, teams that play defensively and help out your goalie. I'm taking a little bit off of like what they do. And like Ben Bishop, he plays on Dallas in the playoffs, like completely did a 180 and went full offense, but uh, he wasn't in net. And even Kudovin was still able to hold his own. But Bishop in the regular season, when Dallas locks it down, they can really lock it down. But even still, he's a spectacular goalie. It's a lot like the Islanders where they just lock it down and it doesn't really matter who's in net. You know, they're going to be really good. Uh, it, we saw it with Leonard. We saw it this year uh, with whoever they wanted to put in net. And I think Dallas did a lot of the same, but Ben Bishop's been really solid throughout his entire career for whoever he played for, the Lightning, the Stars, seven games with the Kings, if you want to count that. But consistently, about a 9.20 on average, some down years, some up years, and just always reliable when you need him to be. And I think that's really all you can ask for from a goalie yeah uh, i'm not a ben bishop guy pursuit for me for myself like i know russo you're a big ben bishop fan but yeah for I'm me not like either, i'm not but... yeah are you no i'm not yeah so like I- i'm not like the <laughs> biggest ben bishop fan here but like i do like what ben bishop's done in the work frame he does like he doesn't play a lot of games in the nhl like he used to with the tampa bay lightning He's just been injured the last couple of years, and it really sucks because he can probably get to that form of like 30, 40 wins if he played a full year. But unfortunately, the the injury he suffered a few years ago with the Lightning, that just it just derailed kind of his like playing a lot of games for and like being reliable. Like I know he has been reliable coming to the games, but reliable to me is playing a starting season and playing like 50, 60 games for your team, not 40, 30. But... Like, they needed him in the playoffs this year. Obviously, Kudobin took over and, you know, could make the argument for a top 10 goalie right now. But Ben Bishop, when he does play, like like Tom said, he is reliable when he does play and enter the net. And he has been. He has a yeah. 921 in his career. In his career. 921. Like, that's that's pretty pretty good for it's a tall guy. Really, who, really good. Yeah, exactly. So, he's a tall guy. He gets injured often. And it really sucks because I want to see him play a lot of games and be good. So... Yeah, Ben Bishop, uh, and, it definitely deserves to be in the top 10. Yeah, and we can see where like where this goes, where we were talking before, where this list is going to be completely different in two years with uh, mm-hmm. every team in the Metro having a god-tier goalie coming through mm-hmm. and a scar off as well with the Preds. And this list is just going to be completely different. And I think Bishop being 34 there's and the injuries that he's had now, he tried to come back in the playoffs. What was it, like knee and groin and whatever? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see where that can take him. He's already on the wrong side of 30. So we can see, but throughout his career up until this point, he's been very solid for whoever he played for and all the different systems. There's never been, like, he didn't work with this team, didn't work with that team. He's worked for everybody, every system, and he's legitimately been one of the best goalies since he's come into the league. Yeah, he's he's been really, really good. I remember back in... I think it was fifteen sixteen, like the, after the year, and there was talks about the Lightning possibly trading him. And I remember, I think the the Lightning wanted like the sixth overall pick from Calgary to land Ben Bishop. Like, thank God they didn't do that because it turned into Matthew Kachuk. But uh, no, he's been legitimately one of the best goalies in the league, um, really ever since. Even like even his days in Ottawa, he wasn't that bad, you know. But since he got when he got to Tampa, he was able to bring them to that to the Stanley Cup final back in fourteen fifteen, you know. 
Um, maybe in 16-17, if everyone didn't get injured, the Lightning might have been there as well. But even when this oh, time sure is doubt, even like even last year in the playoffs, he was in 9-33 in 13 games. Like he was really good. Yeah. He's yeah. been really good for Dallas. You know, he's a rock back there for them. Like that team is already so defensively sound when they want to be. And then they have one of the best goalies in the league, like, you know, helps their cause a little more. Um, but moving on, this one might be a little controversial just because of the season he just sense. had. But we all came to a consensus. We all agree he deserves to be here. From the Anaheim Ducks, we have John Gibson. There's a lot of reasons we have John Gibson where he is. Um, I'll start by saying this guy is, he can be the best goalie in the league. For a few years, I legitimately believed he was the best goalie in hockey. Um, he had a you know a down year for his standards. He was a 900 this year. But I think we all have to remember the team he's playing on. He's playing on the Anaheim Ducks. This is not a good defensive team. This is not a good team in general. And the fact that John Gibson, like in 1819, had a 917, which doesn't, you know, it's not Vesna-like numbers when you look at it, but... For like half of the season, Anaheim was in a playoff spot in 1819. The reason being, John Gibson was playing out of his mind. I think he had like a 940 at Christmas or something. It was something really stupid. Uh, this year, he was a 904, wasn't great. But again, the team he's playing on in Anaheim. Is it fair to say if this guy was playing on any other team, he's looked at as probably one of the best goalies in the league? Or the best oh, goalie in the sure. league? For sure, if he plays on a team that, you know, like legitimately has a shot at like winning the cup like a tampa you can argue i don't know who else you would want like whatever team you want put in there just one that isn't finishing bottom 10 uh or even bottom five like john gibson spectacular numbers throughout his entire career and uh sorry if i took over for you a little bit but like even dating back to the world juniors he put up a 955 in the world juniors and then went to the world championships and put up a 951 like incredible numbers, and then throughout his entire career, he's always had that high save percentage, no matter what team he plays on. And Anaheim too, like analytically, this dude faces horrendous chances against. Everything's in the slot. Everything's within like twenty feet, the home plate area, whatever you want to call it. He faces yeah, he the was most shots like, from that area every night. The Ducks can't defend. They don't have a good system in place. And even still, like, we gave the knock on Freddy, uh, whereas Leafs don't give him much to work with in front. And we can fault him for, like, not making a save here or there. Gibson makes those saves every night. And Yeah. Sorry, continue. Yeah, like, he just makes those saves every night. And, like, I don't really think you can look at just the straight numbers, even though we are, and we think he's deserving of being on this list. If you go a little bit further into it, he is a spectacular goaltender, incredible reflexes, incredible read on the play. I really do think he's one of the best in the league. And, you know, that contract's not that bad. Six years, or what was it, eight years, 6.4 million. It was a lot at the time, a lot of term. Don't give goalies term. They have him until 2027. He's still young, and he's still going to be really good at the end of that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Like, like John Gibson has that Carey Price demeanor where he, you don't really see him get flustered in the net on such a bad team like the Ducks, which is exactly. it's, incri- it's honestly like a skill for him to do that because on a team like the Ducks, you can get flustered every night because you lose most of the nights. But 
dating back to last year, do the Anaheim Duck, Ducks have a losing record? Like, I don't, like, I think they did, right? So it's pretty impressive yeah. that he had a winning record on a losing record team. So, yeah, by like, the end of the year in 1819, like, the Ducks were bad. Yeah. Like, he was, like, the only, he was carrying them on their back, and then, mm-hmm. and then he got injured. And then, like, then things started going downhill for Anaheim from there. But, yeah, the guy was so good. Yeah, and he's still young enough to, like, he played oh, yeah. on Team North America. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's still like, good enough. He's still, young enough. there's still a career there. And it's not like a lot of the other guys where we talk about, oh, they're on the wrong end of 30 or approaching 30. No, Gibson is, like, like 27. Yeah, yeah. He's still young, still has time. And he will probably be on this list when we flip it over in two years and talk about, like, Sorokin, Samsonov, whoever, uh, Blackwood. And he'll still be on this list, and he might be one of the only goaltenders remaining on this list Yeah, in two or three sure. years. Yeah, he's he's a beast. Like, I get to see him a lot because, obviously, Anaheim and Calgary are in the same division. Not fun playing against John Gibson. It's not fun. No. Uh, moving on to our top four. This is where us three, we all had the exact same top four. So there was no arguments to be made. We all had the same top four. At number four, uh, this guy really broke out a year ago with the New York Islanders. Carried it over to Chicago, carried it over to Vegas. It's Robin Leonard at number four. Um, This guy, he went to, you know, he had, he struggled, obviously. There was a lot of, you know, he struggled not only in hockey, but obviously his personal life, there were struggles with Robin Leonard. He figured it out. Went to New York, and there was you can just see there was a complete switch in his game. Um, obviously, he was nominated for the Vesna. He was playing on that defensively stout New York Islanders team. And, you know, some people, myself included, thought maybe it's a one-year kind of thing. Nope. Goes to Chicago, puts up big numbers in Chicago. Goes to Vegas, puts up big numbers in Vegas. Um, he is deservingly exactly where he should be. He's one of the best goalies in the league. And if you're one of those people that think Marc-Andre Fleury is better, you're wrong. And I'm sorry to say it. Robin Leonard has been legitimately one of the top goalies in hockey the past two years. And I completely expect it to keep going whenever 2021 begins. Uh, He signed that big deal in Vegas. Um, I completely expect him to be as good in Vegas as he was in Chicago and as good he was in New York. You have to remember, this is also going to be a very good Vegas team, and they're going to have a very good goalie behind them. Uh, Robin Leonard's exactly where he should be, in my opinion. Obviously, you guys thought the same thing. Um, so what are your guys' thoughts on you know Robin Leonard? Yeah, and like you brought up Vegas. Vegas doesn't really play that well defensively. They play the run-and-gun style that a lot of the heavily offensive teams play, Tampa, Toronto, uh, unlike Dallas and the Islanders, where it's just locking down defensively. No, Vegas plays a lot more of a running gun, a lot more like side to side, east west rather than north south, um, especially in the offensive zone. But Leonard's not there. Uh, and like Robin Leonard got the home he needed. It wasn't in the Islanders. It wasn't in Chicago. It wasn't even in Toronto. Remember that he was there for all of about five minutes. And he found his home in Vegas. He seems to really like it. The team really likes him. The city really likes him. Marc-Andre Fleury doesn't really like him, even though he can pretend all he wants. Robin Leonard is the number one guy, number four on our list. And I think he really is deserving of this, of deserving of a lot more throughout his entire career. 
but he's finally got what he wants and was he just wanted to be happy and i think he's finally found happiness in vegas i'm like good on him he deserves mm-hmm. everything that he's gotten yeah and even on chicago he was still pretty good on a bad chicago team like yeah exactly. robin leonard's like robin leonard's like the modern day stand-up goalie like he's the only guy i can think of that like doesn't really play the hybrid style like he stands up most of the game and is the top five goalie in the league as we put him on the list so robin leonard i mean the guy who's dealt with a lot of shit and we've said that uh when you guys are explaining it and like the turnaround he's done is incredible and he deserves all the credit for him like Vegas is going to embrace this guy and he's going to be really good. The only thing I would say about Robert Leonard that I don't like is he doesn't play a lot of games and he can't play a lot of games. So I, I don't know if that changes because Flurry's back there and I'm sure Flurry's going to want like maybe half a quarter of the season. And I don't think Robert Leonard's going to play another full season unless Flurry's out of the picture. But uh, I really like Robert Leonard. He's one of the best goalies in the league. We mentioned that and deserves to be in the four slot on this list for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he's going to do in Vegas. I'm like, I know we got to see a glimpse of it, uh, but obviously the Matic Petrangelo, I'm so I'm so stoked to watch this Vegas team. Like, even though I don't know if they're going to be in our division this year, but this Vegas team's really good. Moving on. Yeah. yeah. Um, number three, for whatever reason, it seems like this fan base hates him, and I don't get it. I don't get why, but it's Tuukka Rask of the Boston Bruins. He was a Vesna nominee this year. He's been so good his entire career and he was unbelievable this past year he was a big reason as to why the Bruins won the President's Trophy um you know obviously he left the bubble and we're not going to get into that um but this guy has been one of the best goalies in the league since he's got in and for whatever reason the Bruins fan base doesn't like him and I don't get why uh but this guy he's top three in the league 100% he is like I said we all agreed on this top four um Tuka Rask deservingly at number three so I'll let you guys take it away yeah um I think like Rask for Raycroft right that's that's really worked out for the Leafs but like seriously like Tuka Rask has been unbelievable in Boston he's won his Vesna he got nominated for it again this year um he's it's been a spectacular run for him and I'm not quite sure why Boston fans tend to hate on him He's just, he's been exactly who they need him to be throughout his entire career and his entire tenure in Boston. And I really don't think you can make much of an argument that he hasn't been a top three goalie, maybe top five if you really, really want. Uh, but like, even this year, he put up a 923, or sorry, a 929, and that's pretty good. Like, Boston's a good team, good in their own end, but he's been really good throughout his entire career. And we'll see if he comes back, if he plays again. Like, there's rumors where he wouldn't. But I hope he does, because he deserves a second, not a second chance, but the fans need to give him a second or third chance or fourth or whatever you want to call it at this point, because he's been very good. And I think the fans need to give him the recognition that he deserves, Mm -hmm. at least in Boston, because the rest of the league gives him that. And especially as Leaf fans, I think we all hate him being in that. It is a pain in our asses every time he steps into that crease. Yeah. And, like, I'm just looking at his stats from this year, and the guy had eight losses, dude. And, like, he was a starting yeah, goalie. Like, like, he had eight losses in regulation. Like, that's, he had 26 wins. That's pretty – that's a pretty 
an incredible wins to loss ratio there. And yeah, like you said, Tom, I mean, being a former Leaf, even though he never really put on that sweater, uh, kind of pains to see that Tukaras is doing this good. He's nine wins away from 300 on his career. And I would love to see him come back to the Boston Bruins and do that because he's such a good goalie and he's been one of the best throughout the whole years. And the only reason I could think of that the Boston Bruins fans don't like him because he doesn't really show up in the big moments just like Freddie Anderson. You look to the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, those two quick goals for Chicago, they lose the Stanley Cup. You look at the Game 7 in Boston, they lose 4-0. I know it's not his fault because his team didn't score a goal. He didn't really show up in the last kind of period there. So in the big moments, I mean, he hasn't really stepped up. And the bubble thing, I, I don't want to get into that because that is so stupid that the Boston Bruins fans would slam him for that. Like, the guy needs to go home for his family. Like, that's it's not right to do. And that's his right. Whatever he wants to do, he can do. So... But going back to Tukaras as the goalie for the Brasov Bruins, he's been unreal his whole career. So, yeah, he deserves to be in the three slot because last year, yeah, 100%. Yeah, he's, you can argue he's one of the top 40 goalies of all time, honestly. And it's crazy to me how much this guy just gets burned in Boston. I, I don't get it. Um, he's, he's unbelievable. Moving on to our top two. At number two, we have Stanley Cup champion. 2020 for the Tampa Bay Lightning, Andre Vasilevsky. And you know what? I see this guy get a lot of, you know, um, he takes a lot of heat. I think people tend to think he's overrated or people tend to think he's not as good as he actually is because the team he plays on. Um, Andre Vasilevsky is one of the best goalies in the league. There's a reason we have him at number two. Um, He's just, everything he does he does so well. He moves well. He makes the saves when he has to. His numbers speak for themselves. I know this year, he was a nominee for the Vesna this year, and obviously, um, you know, sometimes, um, what was I going to say? I totally just, just blanked. But he was a nominee for the Vesna this year. I know his save percentage was like only 917 only. That's really funny. But uh, he's a freak. He consistently consistently he's posts strong numbers no matter what metric you put him in he's the best goalie in the eastern conference and to me he's the second best goalie in hockey so uh you guys see him a lot in toronto obviously in tampa so i'll let you guys take it away on vasilevsky and i remember watching him when it was the when they had to deal bishop or vasilevsky and they had to like pick between the two and i was i said like pick this like obviously i have no input but I was always on the side of go with Vasilevsky. This kid, this 21, 22-year-old kid, uh, he, this kid is special. He really is. And we've seen it. He is by far and away the number one goalie in their organization, number two in the league, maybe even number one. And a lot of the acrobatic stuff he can pull, he's really agile like that. And I really have to admire all the behind-the-back saves he makes with his gloves what was it like one against the kings last year all the leg kicks spider um whatever it's called the spider moves like he is so acrobatic he makes so many miraculous saves where most goalies would just be down and out and it's not because he's out of position like a lot of goalies can be where they recover it's just he should not be able to make that save and yet somehow some way he finds a way to do it and I think that's just really special, deserving to be on Tampa and just all around a 
unbelievable goaltender. He's still just 24. Yeah, Vasilevsky is he's my second favorite goalie right now. Okay. Wait, he's what what tw- he's 26, right? He's 26. 26. Yeah. Still young. Like that that's still, still young. considered young. So, but especially no, for a goalie. Yeah, exactly. And for me, like he's my second favorite goalie behind Marc-Andre Fleury right now and Marc-Andre Fleury is probably my favorite goalie of all time and it sucks he's not in this top 10 list, but uh, going to Vasilevsky, he's my second favorite goalie. He's been I've picked him on my fantasy team so many years I can't even count because He's just that good. I feel like he is like, I know he plays on the Tampa Landing and there's such a good team in front of him, but he, he kind of bails the team out sometimes, like some nights. I'm not going to lie. I watch the Tampa Lightning closely because he's on my fantasy team. I need to watch him. And he makes those saves that you just go, I don't even know how you even move like that with all the equipment on and the way he's able to move, uh, like Russo said, the big cat, they call him down there. So yeah, he's just an unbelievable goalie, and he's going to be a unbelievable goalie for his entire career, I feel, whatever state the team is in in Tampa. So yeah, yeah. I think I that Vashlevsky, right, right. you know, he got paid a lot of money, but I think he's really deserving. stepped up. Well yeah, worth I, it. It's yeah, deserving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the playoff run and he went on with the Lightning was good, too. So Yeah, he was phenomenal in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah. He had a 927. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. unbelievable. He was so good for them. Um, and, I, yeah, and, Tom, you were saying earlier about yeah. Gibson, about – you know, three, four years from now, goalies that will pro- might still be on this list. I believe Vasilevsky is definitely going to be on this list. Oh, yeah. Three, yes. four oh, years yeah. from now, he's, oh, he's phenomenal. Unless he falls off a cliff, which I don't think he will. Which you better um, hope not for 9.5. No, <laughs> not for 9.5. But, yeah, he's yeah, incredible. Definitely. His The playoff run he went on, well-deserving. Yeah, and it's one of those two where, like, you look at a lot of top goaltenders, and they're they're just like they're the number one guy, right? They're just in net. They do their thing. Uh, you can think of like Markstrom as well, like Freddie or whoever you want to pick, and they're just like a guy. Then you look at like Vasilevsky for me is in that category of Mark Andre Fleury with the Penguins, where he is part of that cornerstone. Chris Letang, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Mark Andre Fleury, Corey Crawford, Taves, Kane, Keith, Seabrook. For me in Tampa, it's like Vasilevsky, Stamkos, Kucherov. Point. He's part of that core, and very few goalies are legitimately in the conversation of you are part of this core. Yeah, 100%. And it takes a spe- it takes a special goaltender to do that. And I think Andre Vasilevsky is definitely a special goaltender. Yeah, I'm very against drafting goalies in the first round, but if they work out like Vasilevsky has, you got your guy, and they've they're gonna have their guy for a while. Uh, before we get into number one, and I bet a lot of you have already guessed who our number one is at this point. Um, I just wanted to have a few honorable mentions. Uh, Carter Hart didn't make it into our list. He's going to be there. He's arguably going to be top five on this list for many years to come. Philip Grubauer of the Colorado Avalanche. I know Tom had him on his list. And uh, Anton Kudobin of the Dallas Stars, who was phenomenal in the playoffs. He's been a really good goalie his entire career. But um, going into our number one spot, like I said, we all had this guy at number one. Uh, This year is a Vesna Trophy winner from the Winnipeg Jets, Connor Hellebuck. Um, I don't think there's any discussion to be made of Connor Hellebuck not being in the number one spot. This guy carried Winnipeg this year. When I say carried Winnipeg, without him, they might have been like where Detroit was. That's how bad this Winnipeg team was this year. Um, They weren't good, and Hellebuck was the only reason Winnipeg was even able to get into the play-ins. He was incredible from day one. I know 
He had his coming out party in 1718 where he was up for the Vesna. Probably should have won it that year. Pecorine won it. Uh, you know, in 1819, took a bit of a step back, but the, the Winnipeg team defensively wasn't all that great in front of him. And this year, he came back like a man on a freaking mission. He said, I'm taking no shit this year and won the Vesna. This guy was incredible all season long for Winnipeg. Uh, we have a friend who's a Winnipeg fan who he's been hyping him up ever since, you know, like lot, like two years ago. So there's a reason he's at number one. He's my number one guy. And quite potentially, if we're talking about guys who can go back-to-back winning the Vesna, it wouldn't even surprise me if Connor Hellebuck has to do it for Winnipeg again because they made no upgrades defensively this summer or this offseason. Um, and I think he's the only player on that team that if Winnipeg is going to make the playoffs, he has to be as good as he has to be. Yeah. And uh, I'll let you guys take it from here on Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. Um, like I like I said, Vashlevsky is my second favorite goalie right now. I, I like Vashlevsky more than Hellebuck, but yeah, Hellebuck deserves all the credit this year for being the Vesna Trophy winner. And he was nominated that season where he got 44 wins, right? Yeah, he, he was a finalist and Rene ended up winning. Yeah, yeah. So. well, he probably deserved that one too, but... He could be a two-time Vesna Trophy winner like by now, and he's only 27 years old, which is incredible. But Hellebuck deserves uh, all the credit this year. Just the only thing I'm knocking him down was that playoffs he had with Winnipeg versus the Flames. I know you watched that closely, Russo. He yeah. was still probably good, though, right? Not not his fault. Not even close. Like, yeah. Shifley was out. Lion A was out. Yeah. They had a lot of injuries. and that, Like I said before, this Winnipeg team just isn't good. Mm-hmm. So I don't blame him even in the slightest. Yeah, that's the only reason why I can see people putting Vashlevsky ahead because obviously Vashlevsky went on to win the cup and he was the starting goalie for the Lightning that did that. So, But Vash, or Hellebuck won the Vesna this year and he's more deserving of that. He keeps Winnipeg in the game every night and I've watched that. So yeah, Connor Hellebuck definitely uh, deserves to be in that one slot for the work he did this past season. Yeah, and I think like... Even like Hellebuck started his career early and he's been good throughout the entire length of it, whether it was like his first year with the Jets where he only played 26 games, but he had a 9-18 and then was sent back down to the AHL for some reason, came back up to the Jets, 56 games, 9-07, and then got named to Team North America. Never played a game, but he had over a full season of experience, if my math is correct, in like before turning what 23 and then named a team usa 922 and just from then on he's been consistently like a 920 goalie so i don't really think like he's been consistent he's been very good this year in the playoffs was not his fault this year in the regular season he was the only reason they made it to the playing rounds winnipeg is not a very good team and the same thing like we talked about with john gibson where and vasilevsky too where they make saves that you know, shouldn't really be made a lot of high danger scoring chances. Connor Hellebuck does the same more frequently and better because Winnipeg is just not that great of a team, especially not defensively. And I think he's very much deserving of the Vesna this year. He'll be in the conversation for years to come. Yep. That was the top 10 goalies. I think, I think we did a very better job than the NHL network did. I've got to say, because they put some guys on the list where they're not even in the top 20 for us. Jordan Bennington. Yeah. I mean, one of those could be Jordan Bennington, but yeah, solid top 10 list. We obviously had different lists. So they, we kind of combined this and made one final list just to make it kind of easier and faster. But 
Um, any goalies you see coming into the top 10, maybe not next year, but in the next two years that are not, I guess, right now on the list for us? Oh, that's easy. Um, I'll name three or four. Carter Hart, for sure, uh, was really great this year. Um, Igor Shesterkin, I wanted to give him an honorable mention. Just He's only played 13 games. Uh, that's my reason he's not there. Uh, Ilya Sorokin, all the numbers suggest this guy is going to be incredible. And uh, I'll throw Mackenzie Blackwood in there just because I think uh, even on a bad New Jersey team, that guy was really good. Um, and obviously Yaroslav Askarov will probably be here in a few years, hopefully, uh, with the Predators. Those are the some of the goalies that are coming up look so good, and I'm so excited, especially in the Metro. Damn. We had the same list. I just Whatever goalie is in the Metro... Whatever young goalie any team in the Metro has besides Pittsburgh, like they're all just going to be on this list. The Metro is going to be just the Metro Dome of goaltending in a couple of years, and it's going to be really fun to watch Hart, Sorokin, um, or Tristurkin, and even Askarov with the Preds. Like it's going to be really fun to watch. And this list is going to be so different in two years. Mm-hmm. How about you, Thomas? Yeah, for me, uh, one guy you guys didn't mention, if his team and if his team is still good in a few years, Ilya Samsonov. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. definitely. Like you said, Tom, the Metro has so many good goaltenders, and like it literally can be the goalies winning the teams, the games, and getting them to the playoffs because they're that good. Because the goalies we just mentioned could literally all be in the top 10 like in two years, a year. So it's going to be Easy. crazy to see what all these goalies can do in a full year and... I don't even know if they're playing a full year this year. They're apparently at 60 games, but like just uh, just to see them work and just to see them battle each other, it's going to be pretty exciting to see because yeah. all the young goalies, we haven't seen that in a while. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting to see all these goalies battle out. Yeah, it will be. Like This list is going to look completely different in like two or oh, yeah. three years. Hopefully Dustin Wolf. Hopefully Dustin Wolf. I'm not going to get my hopes up, but hopefully Dustin Wolf. Um, but, yeah, is there anything else you guys wanted to add? Or No, that's uh, it. Yeah. All right, well, uh, we are going to continue this trend. Our next list coming up will be the top 10 defensemen in the NHL, so stay tuned for that. That'll be coming hopefully at some point next week. Um, but like always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Burning Leaf Pod. And for myself, Tom, and Thomas, uh, hope you guys have a good rest of your week, and we will see you guys next time.